TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Right now, we head out to the SDCCU uh, fan hotline, and we're joined by my buddy, left-hander Randy Jones, a 1976 Cy Young Award winner. Randy, how we doing this morning? Yeah, Coach, you're doing great. Good to win last night. Uh, you know, just things are kind of flowing in the right direction. Uh, I'm excited to get the team back home this weekend. All right, let's talk. Uh, you heard the uh, sound by you were on hold. Let's talk about uh, Cal Quantrill. Uh, he was asked uh, how he was made aware that he was being called up. How did Randy Jones back in the early 70s, how did he find out? I remember we were in Amarillo, Texas, and uh, I just won my eighth game the day before. And I was like in the afternoon, and I got a call for the manager, Jackie Brent. He wanted to see me in his room. You know, I figured I was in trouble again or something. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then I went over there not knowing what to expect. And, uh, he let me in, and he, he just said, well, congratulations. He says, you're going to the big leagues. And that was it. I said, what? And he says, hey, you're being called up. And uh, and so next thing I know, I had a plane ticket in my hand and was in a, a cab and headed to the airport. Randy, let's talk a little bit about what Cal Quantrill will be feeling like uh, today. I mean, uh, uh, when you came up, you made your first appearance out of the bullpen, correct? That is correct. Yes, I did. Okay, so you didn't know, uh, you know, you just were going to show up. In those days, a little bit different. They'd bring guys up and, you know, normally uh, throw you in the bullpen, see if you get your feet wet a little bit. But for a guy like Cal Quantrill, I would imagine he probably, it was a very hectic day yesterday, probably didn't sleep all that well last night. What do you think's going through his mind this morning before he leaves for SunTrust Ballpark this afternoon? No, he's already, you know, you're trying to control the adrenaline uh, pretty much, I think. Uh, by today's standards, these young pitchers, uh, you know, I think they do a pretty good job of that, not getting overly uh, overly amped up for a start. But, it, you know, it's really something you got to try to suppress and control. And I think that's the biggest obstacle for all young pitchers when they first get out there. And you still have the question mark. Uh, you know, it, the team, the coaches, uh, the, the people believe you, you're ready to, you know, pitch and get big league hitters out. And, but you still have to go test the waters and convince yourself. He still has that to go through, but, you know, this is where the process starts. And, you know, I couldn't be happier for Cal. I, I saw him, how hard he worked this spring and, and learned about big league hitters. And, and, uh, and he, 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 he took a, he took a, everything in and, and really worked hard on his craft. In between starts, he knew what he was weak on and really worked hard at it. And I, I, I love the way he tried to prepare for every start, and I think he learned an awful lot in spring training this year, Coach. You know, and I also think, uh, you know, he's benefited growing up, uh, you know, living in the same house with a man that pitched for a number of years in the big leagues and his dad, Paul. Yeah, well, no doubt. I mean, as far as the, the mental part of it, I would really think that would be advantageous, no doubt. But, you know, I, I think he's ready. I'm not surprised at all that for him to get a spot start here and test the waters. Uh, you know, that's what the Padres need to do. Give, give these young arms an opportunity. And, you know, so some are going to stick and do really, really well. And some are probably going to struggle. That's just the nature of the game. And, 
and you have to find out. And, and I'm, I'm tickled to death that he's going to get this opportunity. I think he's worked hard and deserves it. We're going to talk about some of the other pitchers, but Randy, I do want to throw this out to you. And, you know, you've seen where, the, where this game is going now. In your days, uh, you know, four-man rotation, if a guy got banged around and, uh, you know, got got knocked out in the second or third inning, they may bring you back two days later in, in when you were pitching in the big leagues. But now it's a five-man rotation. And I'm looking at this Padre rotation right now, including uh, Strom, who's been around the big leagues a little bit. you got all these uh, kids in the rotation and you got to protect them. You know they're all on innings limits, including Strom making the conversion from reliever to starter. How about a six-man rotation? What do you think? Well, you know, they keep talking about going to that, and I, I honestly don't see what the problem is. If you're going to do, if you're going to limit innings, limit innings. And I, and I think maybe, you know, what I don't want to do is overtax the. Uh, you know, the bullpen, which I, I think, honestly, right now we're doing. I don't think you can – I don't know if you can keep up this pace, Coach, for six months, you know, the way we use pitchers. And I, that'd be difficult. That means you're going to see maybe a few more guys in and out of that bullpen, you know, even more so than we've seen. But, you know, if you want to go to a six-man with these young arms, I, I, I don't see what the problem is right now. Your thoughts on Paddock's performance last night? Excellent, good job. You know, he made the one mistake for the two uh, the two runs that he gave up. Uh, you know, he knows that. I mean, you see the pictures up. He just made a, a location mistake, and he, and he paid for it. And once again, it's a learning curve, man. The process, and and he understands you. You got to make quality pitches. You got to hit good spots. And I mean, all these young pitchers that you you keep watching the games, coach, and it's typically a mistake. I'll go out of the ballpark, or you know, cost him a couple of runs. Um, you know, uniquely, uh, I think the, the positive thing is I know the other night with Nick on the mound, we, you know, we gave up a couple of hundred runs, which is, you know, very uncharacteristic of this ball club. We haven't been given these other teams four outs in an inning. And I think we've done a good job of that, but you know, overall it's about eliminating, eliminating some of those mistakes that you just can't afford to do. And I've seen quite a few O2 mistakes where they miss the location and get burned and, and you just can't let that happen. Hey, I want to go back uh, to uh, that uh, second inning when Matt Joyce, the eighth hitter, got the base hit to drive in Marquecas and Camargo. And, and we had a caller earlier, and, it, you know, it was a great uh, either first guess if they were in their living room or a second guess. Uh, but, you know, second inning, you got runners after he balked. Runners are on second and third, two outs. And Andy decided to let uh, Paddock go at the number eight hitter Joyce with a pitcher on deck. Uh, your thoughts on that? I mean, what I was saying is early in the game, a lot of times you're going to do that because you get that hitter out. Then you got the pitcher leading off the bottom of the third, and it just didn't work last night. Well, I mean, that's exactly that. on the mound. That's what I'd be thinking. I don't want to pitch around the number eight guy when I I've got two outs, you know, and I feel like you know, obviously. You, you got to make the right pitch, coach. I, I can't second guess that. You know, I mean, I'd have, I'd have probably thrown the you know, the breaking ball at that point in time. Uh, you know, with the you know, also you had the you know, the the, uh, the the defense set up for him to pull the baseball, and he went the other way. You know, through the you know through the shortstop ball that was wide open. But you know, we're all that that would have been it. But it'd been all about location. If he just would have spotted that ball down a little bit better, you know, I I, I think he would have been fine. But you know, overall, it's just uh, I, you know, I still I, I I do it again in the second inning. I, I mean, you you don't want to pitch around the number eight guy that early 
And I, I love the idea of having the, the pitcher lead off the next inning if I'm the starter. No question about that. Uh, you know, if it was a playoff game, it may have been a little bit different. But uh, in the uh, uh, early uh, season of a major league season, you got to find out what your pitcher can and can't get done out there. But Paddock looked uh, really good. He's looked uh, very good uh, just about every time he's taken the mound. Hey, I wanted to get your thoughts on Nick Margavich's. Uh, you know, I, I keep talking about this guy had pitched one game above a ball and the only reason he got to pitch that last year is because Logan Allen got moved to uh, AAA for uh, the playoffs in the PCL and uh, Margavich has got an opportunity to pitch a playoff game in the Texas League. When you saw this guy in spring training, did you, did you have any inkling at all that he could actually be on the opening day roster? I really did. And the first time I saw him, he'd go in a couple of innings in, in, in the actual game. You know, I didn't really, hadn't seen a bullpen yet, but I I just watched him pitch, and what I what I loved is just his makeup, his composure on the mound, and, and I could already tell he knew how to pitch. He wasn't out of high school. I knew he was a little bit older and, and, and pitched some in college because he just, you know, just the way he looked in his maturity out there. But you know, the one thing I was impressed with is location, changing speeds, and and I mean, he had all all the characteristics, and you know, on the mound, you know, to uh, qualify to make this ball club, and he continued to pitch well throughout the whole spring and. You know, uh, it, it wasn't that he was just overwhelming. He just was very, very consistent and knew how to get people out, Coach. Hey, would you agree with me uh, right now? And they ran out the lineup uh, last night that we talked about on the show yesterday. The night before, they had uh, Machado uh, still at third base, and they had Greg Garcia at short, and they had Kinsler at second base. And I said yesterday on the program, I thought they needed to give Ty France a start, even though he went 0-4 last night. Machado at short, because he's your best shortstop, aside from Tatis Jr. And then I'd run Greg Garcia out there against right-handers right now. Now, tonight, Kinsler will probably uh, uh, draw the start. How concerned... Should uh, we be about Ian Kinsler right now hitting 133? Well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to hit the panic button yet. I mean, it does it has a lot of our you know, fans and it, myself it have a lot of attention, and I really think it's just a, trying to adjust to the National League after a whole career in the American League. Um, and I talked to him briefly about that last homestand, and I said, big difference between the leagues, huh? And he says, big difference. He says, amazing. So he's still trying to make adjustments to that. He's battling through it. He's a veteran, you know. But I'm I'm not going to quit on Kinsler yet, but, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. There's a there's a lot of positive that this guy brings to the ballpark day in and day out, and, and hopefully he can get that bat going and and, and coil and, and let everybody relax a little bit about second base. Sure, good to see Eric Hosmer starting to play like Eric Hosmer did with the Kansas City Royals because we really didn't see much of that last year. No, I agree 100%. Yeah, it's really great to see right now. And, you know, all you need is you get Reyes and you get, get a guy catching fire and a Renfro gets hot for a while. I mean, it's just a great combination, this lineup. You know, definitely like we've talked about, Coach. It's going to it's gonna get the attention of the opposing starting pitcher. There's no doubt in my mind. Hey, Randy, uh, Craig Stammen, uh, he's being used an awful lot right now. Uh, but, boy, uh, you take a look at his uh, last uh, 10 outings. Uh, the last uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Last six outings, he's given up uh, runs in five of those outings. Uh, what's been the biggest problem with him? Nah, he's getting nicked up. Might be that uh, maybe he's what, overworking himself and, and uh, maybe they're seeing too much of him. But I think overall, just a little mistakes. Not as sharp with his command. 
uh, you know, once again, you you can't afford to do that in, in that scenario. And I don't think he's been as sharp around the strike zone as he typically we've seen him before. Uh, he just got to fine tune that a little bit. It's a little something he's going through right now. But uh, you know, overall, you know, there's a, there's better performances in there. And uh, the only thing we don't know and can't and, and can't know unless we talk to him is is how his arm's feeling and, and uh, you know, is he getting a little bit worried? Is, does he need a little time off? I don't know. Only he can answer that. Well, when he comes out of the bullpen, I got a lot of confidence in him. This guy's 35 years of age. Uh, you know, he had a good run there for a number of years with the Washington Nationals, and then his career kind of was on kind of so-so. But, you know, three years ago he showed up here in San Diego, and he's been absolutely, I think, fantastic for the Padres. Well, you know, and, and what I think you both like is I love his mechanics and his ability to duplicate on the mound. I mean, he's really, really consistent with his mechanics. And, and he, <laughs> but, it, but it does show up, you know, when you see him out there, uh, really just like his form and everything. And it, and it bodes well for how, how much workload that he carries. I can understand that with his mechanics. You know, it's amazing. I'm looking at his season uh, totals, uh, 3.65 ERA right now, uh, career. I mean, uh, that's pretty good uh, all the years he's pitched in the big leagues. That's pretty good. Yeah, well, no doubt. You know, and it's an indication of how well he's actually pitched. And we know what we've seen since he's been here with the Padres. And, you know, a big cornerstone of, of setting up and getting to the ninth inning and getting to Yates, uh, he's been pivotal. Well, Randy, we'll see what the boys can bring tonight. We'll see what Cal Quantrill can get done. You're going against a, a former left-hander that you probably saw down there in spring training once upon a time, Max Fried, a former number one pick of the Padres. Two youngsters uh, going out there tonight. Should be a heck of a ball game. It should be a heck of a ball game, Coach. And it's a good lineup that Atlanta Braves put out there. There's no doubt that you know those guys know how to swing the bat. you got some veteran guys in that lineup that will get your attention. So, We'll see what happens, but I, hopefully Cal can you know give us a good solid five or six. All righty, Randy. Hey, have a great day, and as always, enjoy the ball game, and I'll have you tomorrow with the uh, pregame. All right, Coach, I look forward to it. Have a great day. There you go. Uh, Randy Jones joining us on the SDCCU Fan Hotline. You can nominate SDCCU Best Credit Union in the Union Tribune's Reader's Poll daily at sdccu.com slash nominate. San Diego County Credit Union. It's not big bank banking. It's better. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.